It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Monday, November 9th, 2020. I'm Aaron Fulton with Raven News. Four more coronavirus cases were reported over the weekend, bringing the number of active COVID cases in Sitka to 20. All four patients are women and Sitka residents. Two of the patients are isolating locally, and the third patient's location is listed as unknown on the city's COVID-19 dashboard. The fourth patient, a woman in her 50s, is isolating in Anchorage. Her case is tied to travel, according to city data. 29 people have tested positive over the last two weeks, though a few of those patients are not isolating locally. The city's coronavirus alert status is still high, and city officials are encouraging face masks in public, discouraging large gatherings, and asking that restaurants and bars reduce their indoor dining capacity and prioritize takeout dining options. The state tracked 1,100 new coronavirus cases over the weekend, shattering its single-day record on Saturday with 604 new cases. On Friday, Governor Mike Dunleavy announced a new statewide public health emergency declaration that will take effect later this month. Sitka's Industrial Park may see its first cruise ship calls in 2021 if the season pans out as planned. Park board members recently reviewed a request for moorage of a 300-foot ship at least seven times next summer. KCAW's Robert Woolsey reports. The new floating dock at Sitka's Gary Paxton Industrial Park isn't really set up for mooring a cruise ship, even a small one, but it was designed to accommodate bigger vessels if needed. It was put into service in 2019 with fishing vessels and tenders in mind, up to 150 feet in length. Park Director Gary White said the dock can be upgraded without much effort. It can accommodate a 300-foot vessel depending on its dead, dead weight ton, but it's so far... With the preliminary numbers, it looks like it, it, it will work, but it will require a different fendering system. Designs for the dock always included an overlay of a massive cruise ship tied to it, with several extra mooring dolphins extending to either side. But those dolphins conflicted with other uses in the park and were never built. And the idea of mooring a ship in the park has always been a hot-button issue. A board member asked White to clarify if tying up a cruise ship was even allowed under city code. A private entity can't come in and build a new dock that accommodates vessels over 300 feet. So the city could build a dock that accommodates vessels over 300 feet, but a private entity is. So we, so therefore, Silver Bay, for instance, couldn't do that, or we couldn't, we couldn't sell property to company XYZ to do that without going back and and getting um, a, a vote of the people on that, or, or, or however the assembly wanted to handle that. The ship in question is the brand new Ocean Victory, operated by Victory Cruise Lines, a subsidiary of the American Queen Steamship Company. Fred Reeder, Sitka Port Manager for Cruise Line Agencies of Alaska, says the Ocean Victory will do a turn in Sitka, that is, exchange one load of passengers for another. The nice thing about, about the turning of a vessel, just... All the other stuff that happens, you know, provisions get loaded and maybe they buy fuel. And so there's all that kind of stuff that get that happens. And, and that's where turning a ship, you make more money than you do if it's just, you know, a, a port of call. The Ocean Victory would arrive at 6 a.m., Reader believes, and unload its 165 passengers. He says the company is working on a plan that would have them visit attractions in Sitka, such as the Fortress of the Bear and the Alaska Raptor Rehabilitation Center, before being dropped off at the airport. Meanwhile, the next load of passengers has arrived by air the previous evening and is delivered to the ship by around 5 p.m. 
Reader says this is a good niche for Sitka, since he believes we'll never have the capacity for the million-plus passengers seen in places like Ketchikan and Juneau. That niche of that small adventure-based ship, uh, uncruised uh, Lindblad, you know, with the National Geographic, that segment of the market is 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 strong, and they're looking for places. So Sitka can really fill a niche, and the dock that the, the city built out there it's not going to take a big ship. Reader is optimistic that the small ship cruise lines are making the adjustments needed to safely cruise next year once the CDC no-sail order is lifted in January. And he doesn't think seven port calls in a summer will create conflict with industrial uses at the dock. In addition to modifying the fender system to accommodate a large passenger vessel, Park Director Gary White said the board will have to develop a port security plan for passenger traffic at the dock, and a fee schedule. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Robert Woolsey. Alaska's vote counting process is among the slowest in the country. The first round of absentee ballots won't be tallied until Tuesday. That's left people in the state and across the country confused and questioning election night results that only include a little more than half of Alaska's votes. Nat Hers with Alaska Public Media has more. After the first round of ballot counting, Sitka Democratic Representative Jonathan Christ Tompkins is trailing his Republican opponent by 150 votes. Less than half the votes in his district have been tallied, however, and Christ Tompkins is cautiously optimistic that a Democratic tilt in the uncounted absentee ballots should put him over the top. But he knows plenty of people around the state who are less familiar with the process and who have been texting him with their condolences for his loss, including one Thursday morning. What did she say? Um, I am so sorry, exclamation mark. What a loss on smiley face. Thinking of you and hugging you super big. Chris Tompkins wrote back explaining the timelines and expectations for next week's vote counting. But he says it's clear that the long delay in counting absentees is creating a lot of confusion for Alaskans. Actually, it's not just Alaskans. People across the country are perplexed about the week-long wait, including the creator of this video on the social platform TikTok that's been watched more than a million times. A week from What business does Alaska have waiting that long? By the time that they're done tallying all the votes there, we're going to have had like seven new presidents and be fully submerged underwater. I just cannot believe that the square root of Canada is trying to build up anticipation. State elections officials wouldn't go on tape, but they want you to know a few things. First, they've made this ballot counting schedule clear since long before the election. Second, the purpose in waiting to count absentee ballots is election security. They want to make sure that they don't count absentee ballots from people who later go to vote in person on election day. The state did count some absentee ballots on election night in 2016 and 2018, but Josie Bonke, who was in charge of state elections at that time, says processing absentee ballots on election night takes time and energy from workers and supervisors. And those workers were dealing with a lot of other challenges this year. The pandemic, a lengthy ballot, the debut of new ballot counting machines, and a new online system for requesting absentee ballots. The Real Balance Act to balance the security and efficiency, accuracy. My heart and thoughts have been with the division um, these past several months, just knowing what they're up against. Chris Tompkins, the Sitka Democratic legislator, co-chairs the House Committee with Jurisdiction over state elections. He says he plans to look into Alaska's absentee ballot counting system once the dust settles on this year's election. In Anchorage, I'm Nat Hers. Native communities in Alaska and around the country responded to a graphic in CNN's Tuesday election coverage labeling voters that don't identify as white, black, Latino, or Asian as, quote, something else. 
The gaffe led to the hashtag something else trending on native social media, calling out the cable news networks for its political erasure. KTOO's Pablo Pena reports that while many native voices made light of the situation with comedic memes and tweets, others said they were frustrated with a continued native erasure. Barbara Watha Gidak Blake was checking her social media feed early Thursday morning when she noticed posts referencing CNN's use of, quote, something else to describe voters who aren't white, black, Asian, or Latino. It was rough to, be, to see our population invisibilized, um, and it seemed to perpetuate the erasure of, of indigenous people as we stand today in this, in this great land. Blake, who is Haida Klinkett and Atna, is the director of the Alaska Native Policy Center with the First Alaskans Institute. She says given that Alaska Natives are 20 percent of the state's population and Native voters have made an impact nationally, it's time for the Native vote to be recognized. Our voter contribution, um, oftentimes the swing vote in many states, needs to be acknowledged. It needs to be uplifted and recognized in a manner that upholds the 10,000 years of existence um, that our people have held on these lands. Hune Lance Twitchell is a professor of Alaska Native Language Arts and Sciences at the University of Alaska Southeast. He's also Klinkit, Haida, and Yupik. The way it contributes to erasure is is then uh, we don't get to be part of the graphic. We don't get to be part of the analysis as far as indigenous peoples, and we should be. But Twitchell says the memes created with hashtag something else did make a difference. His team has also translated the phrase in Clinkit. The humor is really fun because I think uh, indigenous peoples are, are really good at taking something and to make it into something funny. But then to see once you run it through our language, how it becomes a statement of inclusivity and importance. Lindsay Crable Burton was monitoring election coverage when she noticed a screenshot of the graphic on her feed. We're still seeing folks refer to voters who don't neatly fall into one of four categories as something else. And it, it's one thing to be referred to as other, which is still problematic in and of itself, but to see see that like see that label it just it it was a slap in the face frankly crable burton is a citizen of the cherokee nation and the vice president of the native american journalists association the organization put out a statement saying the cable news network's graphic is a clear example of native erasure we did receive an email but it did not include an apology as of friday cnn apologized for the graphic according to the la times in juno i'm pablo araspeña Taking a look at the community calendar, Search offers an all-ages fitness challenge October 19th through November 16th. Any outdoor activity qualifies. To sign up, visit search.org slash stay active, stay bright. For more information, contact Doug Osborne at 966-8674 or Douglas O at search.org. I'm Erin Fulton, and this has been Raven News. (laughs) 